Hey guys, this is Matt from Dinosaur Pileup, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Along with Chris, what's cracking? So a lot of stuff has happened since the last time we talked to you. Yet a lot of stuff hasn't. Happened. <laughs> it's weird. Huh? Weird how that goes. So um, we didn't do our usual draft um, show that we usually do, where we have our live kind of reactions to everything. Yep. It would have been a hell of boring one too. So oh I'm kinda, boy, I'm, would I'm, it? I'm kind of happy that didn't work out because we really were super. Not much. There's only one trade happened during the draft, and it was a Blues trade. It was. It was. But that's about it. I don't remember a draft where there was more lead up of big names rumored to be moving, and then nothing. Nothing. Happened. It kind of happened afterwards, like later in the evening. Yeah, the big trades happened, which we'll go into. Like but people uh, were expecting Carlson to move. People yeah. were expecting Ryan O'Reilly to move. People were expecting who else? Well, Hoffman moved before that. Right. So. There was a couple. There were a couple other big names in play. Uh, let's see. Wait, where Kovalchuk will wind up, stuff right, like that. Right, that was one of them. Obviously, Tavares, um, which we'll get into. But, yeah, um, we got a ton of stuff to get into. But, man, nothing happened. It was a fairly boring draft. It's just like how the Blues have been, pretty much. Some people, I get it. They're being patient. You don't want to overpay, yada, 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 whatever you want to say. Agreed, but you got to do something. Yeah. Like we said, we were just talking off uh, Mike that how important this one was. This offseason is for Doug Armstrong, and he said that, and um, – written about and done done stuff since then and well I, I think when you go on record and say that your ownership has basically handed you the checkbook and yeah, said spend to the cap basically. yeah and said do what you need to do go get daddy a center you know go get go get you know this team what they need and you're not getting it done I mean what we the day of the draft it came out that the two top free agents Kovalchuk and Tavares had basically told the Blues, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. And that Artemi Panarin had told the Blues, I'm not going to sign a contract with you. If you, if you, trade, you trade for me. Yeah, because that came so, out that he was not going to sign with Columbus, or yeah. he's not ready to discuss an extension. Basically, I don't want to sign with you guys. So, yeah. Uh, so, I, look, dude, that's um, that's good. problematic. Yeah. And, I, you know, I've, I've never been an anti-Armstrong guy. I've... I've thought that, yeah, he's made some questionable decisions, but overall, I think that he's done a good job when it comes to trading and when to sign and when to walk away. Um, but I got to tell you, man, the Kovalchuk and the Tavares thing, they don't surprise we, we me. We pretty much like 1% like, they chance they were pipe dreams. Like, yeah, at the end of the day. Could it have happened? Did we have the money to make it happen? Sure. Did I really think we were going to get either of those guys? No. no. The Artemi Panarin mm-hmm. thing bothers me yeah it's a guy that on top of the fact that tarasenko is his boy like one of his best friends yeah it's a guy who has experience playing in this building when this building is rocking remember he was a blackhawk yep and he was on that blackhawk team we knocked out in game seven when we went seven games with them and won so yeah. he knows and i believe he also was on the team that knocked us out was the year before the year. yeah so. so he knows what this city and team is like 
when they're rolling. And for him to say, no, I don't want to do it, like, so, like we'll, that's a problem. Supposedly, obviously. But, like, I I think Rutherford's probably one of the top guys to listen to. I if have no reason to doubt him. If he's the guy that's saying that, I think that's probably got it from somebody. Well, mind you, Panarin has come out. Panarin's agent has come out and said that he does not. There was a thing where he said he wants to go to big cities like Chicago, New York, and L.A. Yeah, L.A. is not happening because damn, they ain't got the money. They ain't got no money to pay him. New York could happen, but that New York Rangers oof. could happen, but depending on how how good they I'll are. I'll tell you right now, if um, if the Islanders lose Tavares, and I think we're going to know by the end of the day today, which they are June thirtieth, because if he's going to stay with the Islanders, he's going to sign today and get that extra year. Yeah. Um, supposedly, it, it, supposedly, it's just real quick interjection. Supposedly, they have offered him eight years, eighty-eight million dollars. That's wow. leaked out. That's a lot of money. So anyway, so go ahead. ten. What is that? Eleven a year. Eleven a year. So, I think if the Islanders lose Tavares, they're going to push for everyone they get. I think they're going to try to make some sort of a deal to get Panarin. I think they're going to go after Bozak. They're going to go after JVR. Whoever they the, make the go make team look interesting. Everybody. Yeah. The problem is, they Blues fans, you want to talk about having a goaltending problem, the New York Islanders have a goaltending problem. Yeah, right now they have Thomas Grice as their uh, top guy. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Halak is a free agent, which apparently, supposedly, I think it was just on list for guys. I see him on list. People put St. Louis down as a possible destination. I think that was just putting stuff down. If it's cheap. Hey, he comes in for one mil just to back up. Yeah, if he's Allen. cheap, be sure. Weird. That'd be uh, weird. Whatever. But, yeah, I'll take it, man. Um, so we'll get into that. So the draft happened. Um, like we said, I talked about the couple of the rumors that happened. Nothing really happened in for the Blues. Well, let's do that. I'm not going to do every single draft pick here. We'll do the top five, and then we'll go to the Blues pick. Right. Obvious number one, uh, Rasmus Dahlin goes to Buffalo Sabres. Consensus number one Ooh. for Rasmus Dahlin. What team? Buffalo Sabres, excuse right. me. Correct. I, I apologize. Um, kind of a pretty much what was ex- expected. Andre... Shinifikov? Yes, correct. God bless you. Yeah, <laughs> the Carolina uh, Hurricanes uh, take that, which is the good news. I, that Chris and myself are excited about that. Uh, the owner came out and said they are going to wear their Whalers jerseys this year. I'm so stoked for that. So I don't know if that's been approved by the NHL. This owner is very uh, uh, fly by as a seat of his pants type guy. But So who knows how uh, Tom Dundon does stuff. He's pretty interesting. So that might not happen. Who knows? The only top – Pick that was kind of surprised. This kind of came out the day before. Once again, names. Here we go. Jaspiri Katakanamini. Yep, that's yep, right. We're going with that. Hundred uh, percent accurate on that. I know. Yeah, that's why I said Montreal needed a center. This they obviously so they go with him, and that he kind of moved up real quick. Um, St. Louis kid Brady Kachuk, who I really liked and knew he would not be available for the Blues, goes to, unfortunately to Ottawa Senators, and that uh, tire fire. So he'll. I would highly suspect he if he doesn't go back to college, he'll definitely uh, make the team. Uh, there's nobody on that team. There's nobody. And then another kind of a eh, little bit of surprise here as well. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes kind of uh, do another surprise. Uh, Barrett Hayton, the easiest name for me to say outside of Brady Kachuk. Uh, Arizona takes him. He's a center. Uh, Phillips Zadina, who was apparently number one and number two for a long time, fell number six to uh, Detroit Red Wings. So Detroit, super happy. Yeah. Speaking of Arizona, we have to talk about the uh, the Domi trade. Yep, we're going to get into the trades after I, uh, we talk about the Blues draft pick here. So, Blues decide to make a trade and move up to number 25 with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, basically, mm-hmm. they give up their third-round pick, number 76 overall. Correct. Um, 
and their 29th pick, obviously, to Toronto uh, for Dominic Bach, a right winger from Germany, uh, born in like Sweden, apparently. Plays in a Swedish elite league for uh, Voxaho Lakers. Right. Basically, uh, he's going to need a couple years, 18 years old, fast. He's got some, got some uh, speed, needs to get some size, unfortunately. Um, outside of that, a lot of uh, our uh, draft guy, Mike Marenghi, uh, really thought this was a really good pick by the Blues. He had him, he had him in the top fifteen in his uh, draft. So uh, a little more about Dominic Bach. Um, let's see, he let's see how many goals and assists. So he's only eighteen, which is pretty great. He's going to take him a little while to uh, get to the Blues. I would say a couple of years. But last year he played for the Voxaho Lakers. This is a little like um, what I'm trying to say, uh, deceiving because there's two teams. There's like a lower team under 20 and then like the men's league in this league. Right. So they're called like the same team name. So it's kind of weird looking at it. So with the junior 20s, under 20 league, he had 35 games played, 14 goals, 27 assists for 41 points. So really good. But then he moved up to like the playing with uh, like a men's league basically and apparently didn't get too much like prime minutes, kind of more third and fourth line duty. He had one goal and one assist in uh, 15 games. But that, but from what I read afterwards, they were saying on the broadcast, that's more just he was pl- didn't get many minutes, didn't really get to do his thing compared to he was getting top line minutes uh, in the junior thing. Uh, everybody seemed okay with the pick. Uh, I think I s- saw some stuff on prospect camp this week. Looked pretty decent. So, uh, got some skill and speed. We need right wingers. That's for sure. So, especially if we make a trade here. So, yeah. So, uh, he's probably a good two, three years away. I know Bruce fans is super happy hearing that, but, yeah. but at the end of the day, like when you're at that end of the draft, you're at the, in the lower twenties mm-hmm. or you know higher twenties, whatever you're going to call it. Um, you're not going to get a guy that's jumps. <laughs> Very, no. very rarely. Like, I mean, they could say like Fabry kind of jumped in after a year, and he was in the lower twenties. Um, Robert Thomas looks like he's going to do it after being a year, but maybe what was this Thomas kid that Thomas was twenty. He's in the twenties last year. I think it was twenty six, twenty or twenty overall. Excuse me. Okay. So I mean, you're you're talking. I don't know. It's I just think it's fine. Pick it's you gotta ha- you gotta keep the cupboard stocked anyway. You do because you, you got to have cheap talent in this league you, with the salary cap. You got to have cheap talent coming in. I mean, because eventually you have to be able to backfill for your high priced top line. Yeah, because eventually you're going to pay the guys like guys who are coming in like Robert Thomas in a couple of years. You, if he does whatever he thinks he's going to do, you got to pay him. Yep. And same thing with um, Petrangelo's new contract coming up. Shen's new contract will come up in two years. So in two years, when you might have to let go, let's say guys like Steen and stuff like that, who people want gone to get a cap space. You're going to have to have somebody come in and take a spot. And I think uh, guys like Bach and a couple of the other guys uh, the Blues picked are definitely in uh, that range. Right. So Blues had some more picks throughout the uh, summer here. Summer, said so the draft. Made a total of six more picks overall. And let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to find where they I was got at. a fairly good grade on their draft. Which uh, they usually the, do. They usually, I say, I've seen uh, the only one I, the only bad one I saw. Well, I forgot what website it was. It was like a C plus, and it was more. They they said the top two picks were fantastic, and they said after that was a bunch of, eh. but yeah, at the end of the day, like third through seven round is a bunch yeah. of yeah. And they only got four. They didn't have a third round pick, so they had four through seven. Right. So they really didn't have much. So they got three forwards, two defensemen, and a goalie. Um, 
So let's see. Who else did they get? So the big trade, obviously. Scott Petrovich was number 45. Mm. He's an interesting story. Um, this is his third time in the draft. Um, he was not taken the first two rounds, first two times around. He's 20 years old. Uh, went and basically won the college championship this year with, uh, I believe it's a Boston, not Boston. Anyway, but uh, let's go with the rest of these real quick. Scott Petrovich, 45th overall. Goaltender Joel Hoffer, 107th. Forward Hugh McGinge, 138th overall. Matthias Laferriere, 169. Phrasing. And Tyler Tucker, 200th overall. Do you like that? <laughs> well done. Thank you. Um, so, uh, look at Prospect Camp. This Hugh McGig, McGig kid, he reminds me – and mind you, this is just because he's small, quick, and could like dangle pretty much. He reminds me of like uh, Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, I yeah. saw kind of saw him there. The Scott uh, Petrovich, a left-hander, defensive, uh, small again. Maybe that's why he got passed over twice. But um, can move the puck really well, can skate, and that's kind of what you need in this day's NHL. And apparently, worked on his defense. Um, uh, he was kind of projected to be a second or third round pick this year after uh, doing very well. He was uh, one of the finalists for the Hobie Baker this year. All right. So, not bad. Along with uh, – so, I mean, mind, mind there's you – There's options. There's, know, their finalist the was – the finalist for Hobie Baker is like they have like 12 people. It's not like four like or three people. It's like 12 people are finalists for the Hobie Baker, I believe. Right. Because one of the guys that the Blues signed, Mitch Rinky, was also a finalist for Hobie Baker. Right. So, you, Blues – stockpiling pretty well i think i think the top two picks are very well don't know enough about the younger kids except for watching them in the i think the reason why blues fans are gun shy with prospects is because of how much we heard and saw the highlights of ty ratty and it just never made the transition to the nhl understandably i mean you look at those highlight reels of ty ratty and the dude is incredible and and, and had a great AHL career too, but would get to the NHL and just man nothing. Yeah, not good at all. And he's he's going to stick in Edmonton again. So good for him. I That's guess. fine. He had a good season. What the second half of the season? Yeah, he had a good like last fifteen games. But who was the center? I get it. Speaking of speaking of, did you see everyone's favorite beat reporter Phil Maroon uh, take to the Twitters last night? No, I didn't. So Kevin Weeks talking about his about Pat Maroon being a UFA. Yeah, apparently that there's Edmonton, apparently like Jersey, six teams in on him. Edmonton, Edmonton, Jersey, and St. Louis, I think, are the ones that are like yes. high on the list. So according to Kevin Weeks, Weeks says um, that uh, there's like six, there's like five or six teams in in it, and that um, you know Maroon is great value for the money. He goes, he's and here's the quote: He's played with six. Hockey Hall of Fame forwards, uh, this notion that anyone could play with them is simply incorrect. He's played with Getzlaff. He's played with McDavid. He's played with... Perry, I think. Yeah, a whole bunch of others. So Phil pipes in and goes, this is exactly right. Nothing frustrates me more than reading this BS. I watched six-plus players lose their job at at McDavid's wing. Pat hung on to it, and now it's his fault that he succeeded as a winger. Uh, anyone can do it, blah, 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 blah. So just to back up, because Pat's a great player, I replied to Phil and said, let's also not forget, I have to add this, his floor hockey team destroyed mine by like 50 goals in Maplewood. The only highlights was that the one goal our team did score I got credit for because I was the last guy to touch it before he, before 
Pat scored on his own goalie to avoid Mercy killing us. And two, I want to face off from him. And Phil liked the tweet. So That's awesome. Phil's on that team wearing boat shoes. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And guess what? In his profile picture, wearing boat shoes. Yeah. Surprising. Um, but, yeah, you know, look, there's – there's a lot to be said about who you play with. Um, not that it takes anything away from the from the player, but you're right. Like in Ty Ratty's case. Maybe it can accentuate your positives. Let's go with that. This was always said of Michael Jordan when it came to basketball, and it's true. Like, you have to have skill to make this league. I don't care who you are. Yeah. You could be the, the shittiest player in the NHL, and you're still going to school 90% of the world in hockey. Mm-hmm. But great players – are not only great themselves, they elevate the people who are on the team with them. Yeah, because people, people always made the argument like, Scottie Pippen is considered one of the most 100 or 50 greatest 50 players. Greatest. 50 greatest players. And everybody's like, but if you put Scottie Pippen like, on any team during that time in the 90s, like he wouldn't have been anything. And that's, there's, that's the there's argument. Said about that. That's the argument. Like, who knows? Because like, yep. that never happened, obviously. You know, look, at, look at all sorts of teams. You know, Look at... A lot of the people who've come through the door to play for the Blues, mm. you know, I'll put one right now that we may be getting back in Paul Stasny. Yeah, you know, he had a, a phenomenal start to his career in Colorado. Came here and played good, but yeah. I don't think he played Colorado Avalanche years good. And then he went to Winnipeg, and part and like we always make the argument like lit the fire back underneath him. Yeah, and then who knows who you're playing with? Like for, for a while there, his but. Technically, his best line he played with here was Brower and Fabry when yeah. they had that run, and that was and that's saying something. When he went to, uh, he had Liney and Ellers on his wings. I mean, it's pretty all right. It's, it's, a, it's a smidgen of an upgrade, right? You know, so so you know, I get it. Um, we kind of went off on a tangent, but you know, mm-hmm. you 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 are correct, and you know, there's yeah, it's going to be very interesting these next twenty four hours. Yeah, so we'll go into trades real quick, and then we'll talk about you know, like free agency a little bit as best we can at least. So trade started off on June 15th with uh, one that kind of came out of nowhere for, and who knows what Mark Bergman's doing up in Montreal. Uh, traded his pretty much his only center, <laughs> literally Alex, his only center. Alex Galchenyuk goes to Purgatory, the, Arizona Coyotes for Max Domi. The Max Domi was then signed with uh, Montreal as he was an RFA yeah. for two years, three point one five. So um, I think it looks good for Arizona, stocking up down there. If they use him at center, which I think they're going to. Yeah, he can be center or winger. So, And then in the interesting case of Mike Hoffman, who I Bruh. who I was all about. and I, I was interested. I was all about because I thought he'd be a really good compliment and had good skill for the money, and you could probably get him for a decent price. Well, he did go for a decent price, not to the Blues, because of supposedly what came out days before this trade. Um, it got off – it's not like a restraining order. It's kind of like basically saying, I think a crime's being committed, but I have no hard, like exact right. evidence, basically what it is. Eric Carlson's wife filed a, 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 this petition against Mike Hoffman's, well, fiance, saying that she has been harassing her on social media, talking about her uh, her baby who she had miscarriage with. Which and is saying, so creepy. It's really and just basically harassing her with thousands, quote unquote, thousands of messages online, creating creating fake profiles and whatever. Mike Hoffman comes out and says none of this is true. I tried talking with, and basically they did a sit down interview the next day with uh, I think the Ottawa Sun. I want to say basically saying I don't know where this came from. Like I have no idea. And like I said, mm. I don't. Yeah, I know. Everybody, everybody says obviously. Rucks and facing it right now. Okay, correct. Yeah, the rucks and face. But I, who knows? I'll just say like. 
it's going to come out because there's the least investigation. So Mike Hoffman, they got to get Mike Hoffman out there as fast as they could. And Ottawa, oh, man, Ottawa. Uh, Mikel Bodeker, Julius Bergman, and a six-round pick go to um, Ottawa in exchange for Mike Hoffman and Cody Doty, Doty and a 2020 fifth-round pick. So basically not much. Mikel Bodeker is not Mikel Bodeker from five years ago. No. So basically a cap dump at this point. Basically nothing. So San Jose. You know what that tells me? Go for it. You're making room for Tavares. Oh, yeah. Well, then uh, after that, Mac Hoffman is dumped from San Jose to Florida. Florida. And Florida gets Hoffman a seventh-round pick, but San Jose gets a fourth-round 2018, a fifth-round 2018, and then a 2019 second-round pick. So basically got a better return than what Ottawa got for him. Yep. Hours later. Maybe a couple hours later at the most. Weird. So... um yeah, that kind of sucks because that really screwed things. And people are arguing, like, you can't have Hoffman here because of what happened to Petro and yada, yada, yada. And, well, Petro and his wife went had a miscarriage. Right. So you can't really right. have that and had a big story in the uh, right, right, right. Players' Tribune. So people are like that. And then I kind of said, listen, like, I think you go and talk to Petro and see what it is. And if they can't uh, can't make it work, then you don't do it. Right. But if he says, you know, we'll put it to the side, I'll put it to the side. Um Armstrong came out and said after the draft and everything, and they had an interview, he basically said, um, we were waiting to get more information. We wanted that player, but we wanted to have more of a conclusive feel on how that uh, was going. Yeah, that has the potential to get really messy. Yeah, and plus, supposedly your rock room hasn't been that great the last couple of years, and you're bringing that into it. That might Agreed. not be great. So I get it. I like the guy, and I wanted to have him here, and I kind of made the argument you still maybe should go for it if the price should be really cheap now, I which obviously it was. Uh, but the Blues obviously couldn't pull a trigger just because they wanted to get more information, which I don't blame them. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm split. I, I think that if I was Armstrong, I would have done the same thing. I might have pumped the brakes a little bit on that too. Yep. So one of the other guys, so the, the goaltending uh, carousel in uh, Washington is kind of settled now. Yep. Holtby obviously played very well and got them a cup. So Philip Grubauer gets traded to the Colorado Avalanche along with Brooks Orpik. So Who promptly gets bought out. Who gets bought out. Uh, for a second-round pick, which that, the reason it's a lower pick is because they took Orpik. Yeah. And now Orpik looks like he might be signing back with the Capitals for a cheaper rate. I wouldn't surprise me. So that might happen. So the big trade that happened, that was the June 22nd. That was like uh, right before the first round. So the first yes. round happened, and then a bunch of stuff happened after that. The big trade was apparently nobody likes Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, man. like No one likes Dougie yeah. Hamilton. So Dougie Hamilton – Adam Fox, who's a highly touted uh, defenseman from the Calgary system, and Michael Furland go to Carolina in exchange for Noah Hannafin and Elias Limbaum. I thought for sure this was going to be the Jeff Skinner deal. I thought Skinner was going to be put in there, but Limbaum apparently had a meeting with uh, Tom Dundon and some guys to get a contract done. Did not go well, so then he was promptly shipped off. Hannafin they didn't have contract talks with, but they apparently just want to shake things up. So that was pretty much the big trade from the draft. A lot of draft picks after that. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to cycle through here. Seventh rounder, seventh rounder, third rounder, third rounder, second rounder, third rounder, third, second. Uh, minor trade, minor trade, minor trade. All right, big trade. June 27th, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins dumping salary to sign guys basically at this mm-hmm. point and basically get ready. Uh, Connor Sheary, who I kind of like. But, I do. But also a lot of what we have, except for he has speed. So, but him and Matt Hunwick, who was god-awful, uh, gets traded uh, to Buffalo Sabres. For just a fourth round pick, stacking up. So they're they only have eight forwards right now. I know. So they need somebody. <laughs> so um, and they might be trading one of them. So who knows? Yeah. So uh, Colorado, let's see, Colorado, Chicago made a trade. 
uh, chipping the Barube, who we lit up in the one game. Yep. Uh, he gets shipped to Columbus for Jordan Schroeder, who neither team really liked either guy. So they're just like, oh, we'll trade problems. And uh, apparently, Columbus didn't really have good uh, goaltending depth in the minors, and that hurt them last year because they they won the cut, they won their Calder Cup two years ago, then almost finished dead last last year. All right. So, uh, big trade happened this morning as Chris was uh, on his way over. It uh, looks like uh, there you go, almost fell over. And Winnipeg is clearing room for Paul Stastny. So Steve Mason, Joel Armia, fourth round pick and a seventh round pick go to Montreal Canadiens who are going to spend $14 million on goaltenders this year uh, for Simon Jeez. Bork. And win, fall, and win 12 games. Yeah. Because there's nobody else on that team. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, it looks like they're clearing, uh, getting ready to sign Paul Stasny. So, I mean, that's just the rumor, obviously, because they – but it looks like the Blues the Blues inquired, but I think the price is going to be too high. Uh, sounds like he wants like four four years of round five. It's what, a five and five and a half. Which – would you would you go there? That's less than we're paying him last we, we time. We paid right? him seven mil. For four years, so he wants, but he's thirty-two. He wants five at five a year. Four at five to five and a half is what I've seen out there. At this point, man, knowing what we know, which is that the cupboard is getting very bare in the world of the NHL free agents right now, I think you got to do something. If you don't think that you're going to get Ryan O'Reilly because the price is too high then I think you pony up for Stasny knowing that you're still saving money. Um, yeah, it's, it's, because, it's interesting because he's the next top center and you won't, you don't have centers right now. No, you don't. You've got Bray, you've got Braden Shen. Robert Thomas. Who, yeah. And that's about. That's it. Berglund is technically your next guy, like as much as people want yeah, to say. Yeah, I think, dude, I guy. think you have to kick the tires on Stasny. I think you have to do it. Yeah, so it's an interesting uh, conundrum. So who knows what the Blues are going to do in the uh, free agency? So the free agency officially opens. You can start signing tomorrow, July first. Is is it midnight tonight? Midnight or is tonight. It... So midnight Eastern, so eleven o'clock our time. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if anything happens tonight. So there's a lot of interesting things. So the Blues. Uh, who knows what the Ryan O'Reilly deal might go through? A lot of stuff got leaked out already. It's been everywhere. Anywhere from Colton Pareko and some guys to the Robert one, Thomas and some guys. That's never going to happen. The so. one that I heard that I don't know if it's all of it, but I could see some combination of the pieces that were set in play was I heard a first, a second, Pareko and Savoka for O'Reilly and somebody else. And the rumor has been Jake McCabe, who's not a bad defenseman at all. Yes. Probably, and then uh, Nathan Belew is the other one. I, I don't think that they give up – all of that, I think it's a but I could I could see like a first and Saboka, or I could see a second Pareko and Saboka. I think they want to get rid of Saboka. Yeah, that's the apparently that's been leaked by a couple of people so far, like credible people like Rutherford and uh, yeah. Luke Korak. I think I've read that said that Saboka they have blues are and I think LeBron was the other one. I think LeBron was the first. He said, "Like the Blues are pushing for Saboka to be in the trade, yeah, because basically one they want to offset the seven and a half mil cap hit. They want to, you know, you need to get some guys yep. out of there. But I, I also could, think the, I can see Buffalo pushing for Pareko, yeah, which is why I think if if they give up or Pareko, Thomas, even I mean, if they give up Pareko and Saboka, which could happen, I think it's obviously a lower pick. Yeah, 
So um, that's what you, you got to figure out what you want to do. My trade, which I would consider making, Smoka slash Berglund, whoever you want, whoever they take, uh, Thompson in a first. I figured that should be enough to get it done. I, I would do that. I would do that. I would admit, like you said, I think Toronto, I think I'm Buffalo I'm not sure which shoot. one I'd want to get rid of more, though, between Saboka and Berglund. Well, Berglund's got the no trade. That's why I kind of said it's Saboka. Saboka has nothing. They both about make the same three and a half and 3.8. So one has two years, one has four years. Yeah. So I don't know. So a couple of, let's do some signings real quick, and then we'll talk. Like, I'll catch up yawning. I know. It's all early right. morning. I know, early morning. So what do we got here? Uh, the other big news, uh, the Stanley Cup winning coach, Barry Trotz, left – Washington, yeah, basically over a contract dispute. Well, what's funny to me is everyone thought he was going to be a free agent because his contract was up. Yeah, I guess no one realized that there was a clause in his contract. Yeah, that if he won the cup, which he, got, he did, he got automatic renewal. Automatic two years or one year? Two years. One point. Supposedly at one, he's making one and a half, and they only get a bump of one point eight. Yeah. And, uh, and considering like, this other guy, cool. I'm out. apparently, the, apparently the owner of Washington, he has a thing where he's never hired a coach to make a lot of money. He's always just brought in somebody, the somebody up cheaply to coach and spent money on players. That's like his philosophy, which so, I to get it own, to each his own. So and it's, they also had Todd Reardon who was in the wings, kind of like right. they locked up for the last couple of years. They didn't want people talking to him because they want him to be the next coach. If they didn't, if trots didn't, work out which it worked out and surprisingly todd reader was named coach yesterday uh june 29th and trots a couple days earlier this week trots made his way to new york islander the only only place that was left yep so that might help keep tavares there who knows i know he was part of the uh pitches that's we'll talk about that next yeah so tom john Tavares had at the draft they got leaked that he was getting six teams that are going to start pitching to him i think it was like for three days two a day and the six teams got leaked out, and then he would take phone calls as well, apparently. And but the not in face meetings where you do the some presentation and whatever. Yeah. Toronto. Yep. Uh, New York Islanders. L. A. L. A. Dallas. Dallas, which is the surprise one. That was yeah, that was a big surprise for me. Tampa. Tampa. And I'm missing the other. There's another one at San Jose. Yes. Dallas is surprising. Uh, the Blues were not considered at all, which that started this whole thing. Our blue, like the, the Blues. Have people the Blues have a good enough situation where they can attract free agents, and they can they because uh, they lost on Kolchuk before that. Kolchuk went to L.A. for three years at six and a half or six point two five, which That's is a lot of which money. is a lot of money. They're screwed in the next three years. So yeah. our buddy, I haven't talked to Bobby about it yet, but I'm pretty sure they're uh, they're going to have a bunch of guys in their mid to upper thirties taking up almost sixty six percent of their cap, which is nuts. Yeah, so that's uh, interesting uh, what they got going on there. So. So we're at part of the Tavares pitch. He doesn't want to come here, which we kind of suspected all along, but we thought we'd at least get like an audience. I kind of at least they would, he would listen to that. Yeah, but did you. didn't work out. So Tavares is still undecided. Um, Blues have been rumored on. Basically, I've got nailed down to four guys have been they've been rumored in on. The trade for O'Reilly. Correct. Mind you, Armstrong keeps stuff close to the vest. We had, never, we, we had no idea the Shen thing last year. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, Kind of keep an open mind. If we're talking like August, that's when I start to get pissed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's more my thing. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I just thought he did that. I, did that. I did that in my head though. Um, the guys are supposedly rumored on Kyle Brodziak, mm. Carter Hutton, but that is pretty much shipish sailed officially uh, yesterday. Bye. He's going to Buffalo for uh, supposedly three years, around three or four million dollars. Great for him. Supposedly, that's that's great for him. Uh, 
Ryan Reeves were supposedly had a meeting with him. The Blues had a meeting that's with what him. I heard. I read yesterday that the Blues put their pitch into to Ryan. Reeves. And supposedly the only one that's outside the Blues has never been in a Blue so far is Pat Maroon. So that a lot of Blues fans, me include myself, was a little down because like you're basically attracting a bunch of third and fourth line guys. Yes. Nothing against Pat Maroon. He's played with some really good guys, but for what we have, like, could he fit in on a second line right now? For what we have, I don't know. And for what the money he wants too. I mean, right. for them, he's gonna want he's gonna probably want in the three range. No I offense, we have Vladimir Saboka. If he was there, like, just leave Vladimir Saboka there. Yeah. And if you can trade him, know, man. you can I, trade him. Good. I, I, something's got to happen because so. you're not getting the two big fish, and. You know now the now you see Winnipeg making moves to keep Stasny. Everyone thought for sure Stasny was coming back to St. Louis, or a very good, very good possibility. Um, and I still think it is a possibility, but I don't know. I, I'm very concerned. And you hit on something, which was you know, does St. Louis have? The ability to, to lure free agents. And, you know, amongst our circle of friends, we've debated what the issue is. I, to me, and I think you need to look no further than the Artemi Panarin situation. Mm-hmm. To me, I, that situation screams that we have a perception problem amongst players outside of our system. Because... We have enough high-caliber names, both in our front office and in our alumni program, that we should be able to sell the city on, on to anyone. Yeah. I mean, you have just – look at who's employed by the team right now. Brett Hall, Marty Brodeur, Al McInnes. Yeah, and he, yeah, I mean, you have like that's Hall of Famers right there, and he also you know, have Bernie and all, all, all Bob Plager is not a Hall of Famer, but well respected type guy. Bernie Federico is in the organization still, so you're talking about a lot of guys that are pretty well respected around the league. So, so to me, like you have enough, you have enough player alumni talent to make calls and go, "Hey, man, like here's what the city's like. There's a reason I live here now after after my playing days." When you can't get someone whose best friend is on the team, that tells me that you have a problem with how people observe your organization's treatment of players. Yeah, there's something there because uh, we had a discussion the other day. I mean, you and some of our other friends about like why players don't want to come to the city and stuff. My argument was like they're saying the city is dying. City's not dying. My thing is, uh, yeah. I bet you a lot of those players don't even live in the city. They don't. They, they don't. come they here and play, and then they live, go home. They live in Chesterfield. And when the season's done, they go wherever. wherever. Like some is Minnesota, some is like yeah. Canada, whatever. So winning obviously helps. My argument against, oh, it's a big city thing is, look at the NFL. Ain't nothing in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Not a damn thing. And they get players. And like you said, in your team, you pointed out the other day, like the, the Buffalo Bills. There's nothing in Buffalo. They got nothing. They got a couple of top free agents the last couple of years. They got Mario yep. Williams a couple of years ago, right? Yep. And so, and so like I said, and it's, it's not like they have a winning culture either. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of those things where 
I don't know where the disconnect is. I don't know if it is GM to player. I don't know if it's where it is. But it, it concerns me that we're now in a situation where we're not even getting sniffed at. Like, we're not even getting the lip service of, hey, let us give you a presentation. Because the fact is, we've made the playoffs, what, six of the last seven years? Or seven of the last eight, I'm not sure which. We have one of the top ten, arguably top five scores in the league right now. We have a phenomenal defensive core. We have great young prospects. Does our goaltending situation need improvement? Probably. Mm -hmm. But it's not terrible. There's no reason why you can't think that St. Louis can make a run. And, you know, like they talk about teams being, well, they signed this free agent, but they're, they're not there yet. Like, if Tavares goes back to New York, do they make the playoffs next year? Probably not. And the fact is, Tavares has made the playoffs three years out of nine years in New York. Yeah. If he came here, this team makes the playoffs, and, and I say goes deep. Yeah. So the fact that we're not getting looked at by any of these guys tells me that there is a perception problem or a uh, a non-public issue talked about amongst players as far as how this team treats players on their roster. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, conundrum. So uh, just quick little breaking news, nothing crazy. Uh, so Montreal has put Steve Mason on buyout waivers. Interesting. So basically they'll buy him out and use the, the guest tickets cap hit. And uh, so I, I'll i tell you right now, uh, that seems like Doug Armstrong pick up to me. Steve Mason? Yep. Yeah, I could see that. A couple years, be get him cheap. He's making 4.1 with them. I bet you you can get him half of that now. If we, if we could get Steve Mason for $2 million, I'd go in. That was two mil. I would do it. Yeah, two mil for two years. That's Carter Hutton all over again. Yeah, just take it. Carter Hutton was one point one or one point two five. So you're yeah. taking a little bit of bump on that one. That's fine. And the buyout period, I believe, There's ends today. Not much today. else better out there right now. Like I said, Kudoman's like the only one I really like because right. Bernier's gone. Kudoman's the only one that's left I kind of like. Anybody else, I'm really not sold on. So Steve Mason's there. I think you get Steve Mason. Uh, that'd be a not a bad idea in my opinion. Agreed. So. Uh, let's see. I want to say we talk about Kovalchuk, talk about Tavares, talk about that. Blues, I did make one signing. Uh, Nikita Soshnikov. Boy, get ready. Championship. I know. That's why I saw a lot of people were very uh, snarky about the signing. Uh, one year. He's fine, man. Like, he's your fourth liner. So, we I mean, don't know enough that's your, about That's him. your uh, Scotty Upshaw replacement. Yes. Um, well, what, one year, 800000 Nothing to say. That's great. That's yeah. value. So. There you go. We got that one. That's about it for Blues. Blues had prospect camp. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> they qualified. Prospect camp, what? Thomas didn't play. Thomas didn't play. He had a leg, uh, leg or ankle injury that he yeah. played through through the OHL playoffs and did really, really well. But they moved him. Uh, they said, hey, do some off-ice stuff. And that's it. He didn't ever get on the ice. He did a little bit like – drills but nothing heavy or you know nothing crazy so apparently Kyrie looked good Kyrie looked good um Yostin they said was pressing yeah Costin said it was pressing um right now uh Schwartz shoulder is still not 100 percent, but he is and still training though uh that's about it they did nothing yo really didn't mention much they just talked about like, the costume was pressing so maybe i think he's like i want to make the team really bad i don't want to go back oh, to the hl for sure so he just needs to be, i thought he looked okay a couple times i saw him so yeah 
I, like, I would like to see Costa number. Hey, man, if we don't land a free agent center, he may be up here. Bring all the kids up. I say if they couldn't land everybody, bring everybody bring up. up. Bring everybody up and just roll with it. Bring them up. Make them make, make the team look exciting to watch. Yeah. Make them like the Islanders last year. Let's win. Let's lose game six to five. Yeah. Hey, I'll take that. I yeah, I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> you know, like you try not to be down about it. Like there's still plenty of time. It's only June thirtieth. I agree. So that's why I keep telling myself and telling everybody. Like you still have plenty of time. Uh, let's see. Nothing else. They're really exciting. Uh, uh, LeBron just tweeted about a half hour ago. Said um, everything is quiet on the Ryan O'Reilly front. But can we? Uh, he said that we, could change. Can we clear something up that seems to come up this time of year? And you and I always take flack about it. Uh, go for it. So, as is usually the case, the last few years around the draft and free agency, Blues fans tend to romanticize the past, uh, specifically in regards to Ben Bishop and Brian Elliott. Yep. And oh, we made mistakes. You know, we we traded Bishop away, and he, you know, he did. But great you kept Elliott. But you kept Elliott. Yeah, you traded him away, and Cups in Tampa. Blah blah blah. All right, well. Let's not say that Ben Bishop was the reason they won the cup. Oh. He was fine. He was good. Yeah. Here's what happened with Ben Bishop, for those who don't remember. He was the third guy of the Halak, Elliot, Bishop trifecta. Yep. It was the year that Elliot and Halak won the Jennings and had the league's lowest GAA. Yeah. Bishop was going to be a UFA. Yes, because he had to play a certain amount of games, right, to be RFA, right. And he but he didn't. He so he's going to be UFA status at the trade deadline. So you were you were given two choices at this point: trade him or let him walk away and get nothing, because he wasn't going to stay here. Yeah, because you're obviously not going to split up at that time. You're you're Jennings winning pair of goalies in yep. the lock and Elliott. And neither one of them really got injured throughout throughout the year, right. so you really so didn't know. there was no room at the end for Bishop. It sucks, but it's not like Bishop was not new to the system. He had had his chances. Yep. So that's the that's the Brian or that's the the Ben Bishop situation. Brian Elliott, I hear words thrown around so many times with blue fa- Blues fans the term elite goalie. Let's just be real for a minute. Brian Elliott is not an elite goalie. He was a good system goalie in St. Louis. He was never a true number one. He did his best when he was part of a system, be it with Halak or with Allen. And he had one phenomenal playoff run which was two years ago when, when the Blues went all the way to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. But let's not forget, this is the same guy who got scored on from center ice by the Kings. Dustin Penner. By Dustin Penner. He's the same guy who couldn't shut the door on the Hawks two years in a row to the point that the Blues had to go out and get Ryan Miller. Yep. At, which also failed. So the Blues made a very smart move in trading Brian Elliott when his stock was higher than it had ever been in his career. Go ask Calgary how that trade worked out for them. Yeah, And And then after you talk to Calgary, go talk to the Philadelphia Flyers about how he worked out for them last season. The fact is, if you're an elite goalie, you're an elite goalie no matter what team you're playing for. 
Mm-hmm. He was a good goalie on a very solid defensive team. But he was not elite. He was not a true number one. And if I'm a GM and I have two goalies in my system and one is considerably younger and we have more of an investment in, and that's Jake Allen, then I'm trading Brian Elliott. Yep. It is, it's, it's one of my favorite phrases when it comes to all things sports entertainment is it ain't show friends, it's show business. And it was maybe the smartest trade that Armstrong has done in the past three years <coughs> yeah. was, was get out from underneath Brian Elliott when he was worth more than he's ever been. And Blues one of fans want to argue about it too, like who would that pick turn out to be? Jordan Jordan Cairo, who the Blues fans are slobbing his knob right now. Yeah. So I mean, so I get I, I get it, man. Because just like, are there problems with Allen? Yes, a hundred percent. I honestly think if there was a goalie out there who was available, and that's the key word, available, who was a significant upgrade over Jake Allen, the Blues would pull the trigger. The problem is Carter Hutton is not a significant upgrade. Jake, I'm sorry, Brian Elliott, not a significant upgrade. Yep. Unless you're willing to go out and pay to pull someone like Carey Price out of Montreal, which you're going to pay a lot to get him and pay a lot for him once he's here. Yep. There ain't a lot out there right now as far as elite goaltenders. There's not. Ask Dallas how Ben Bishop's doing right now. Yeah, he got hurt at least twice last year. Yep. Like, did okay. I mean, did okay. But, I mean, like, I think he turned to an injury-prone goal. Yes. He, he, he had the chance to be. towards the end of Tampa. He chanced it. Yeah, he tore well. He had that playoff run where they went always to the finals, and he played through like a torn groin. I think he hasn't been the same since then, basically, you could argue. Yep. Um, like I said, we I pointed out, too, on Twitter, like uh, one of the things where we kind of point out, where if you're an elite goalie, you are an elite no matter who you play with. Um, and just to make an argument, how, if you're an elite goalie, how many elite goalies have been on five teams before they're near the end of their career? I agree. Not many right in this day and age, honestly. If you're an elite goalie, they're going to get held on to. I mean, Holpe held on to. Yeah. Quick, you know, uh, Lundquist. Yeah. Uh, I, you can throw out Corey Crawford, too, because the guy has cups. I can't, can't, Three can't, of them. can't take that away from him. So I'll throw two. The first two. one was um, – No, Crawford was all of them. Was yeah. I thought the first one was um, – I thought Hobby Bullen oh, was their backup. What's, or what's the said. guy who's part of the Swiss cheese tandem in Dallas? Turco? No, there was Letton in Niemi, I thought Niemi was the first one. Yeah, Niemi was the first one. You're correct. Crawford's backup, though, I thought. Yeah, true. Niemi, yeah, so anyway, but he was the goalie for two of them. So anyway, you're right, Niemi was first. Um, you can argue, like, a lot. Of, there's not too many guys you can point out who are elite goalies the whole time we're out there. Maybe you can talk like Curtis Joseph to a degree. If you're ranking Blues goalies, not Blues. I'm just thinking of guys who are elite. Maybe been on a lot of teams. I'm trying to think of anybody like off the top of my head. Like Curtis Joseph, Joseph. He went Ed to Belfour. He's elite Chicago, on two teams. Chicago, Dallas, Toronto. Was he elite on Toronto? Was he near the end of his career and they needed a goalie? I don't he know. was you okay. You can, and yeah, but he was on a piece of crap Toronto team. Yeah, I mean, then you could argue. I'm trying to think of anything else off the top of my head. Joseph kind of jumped around. I mean, he ran like at Edmonton, so I don't know that really counts. He was in St. Louis for a little bit in Toronto, right? And that's it. Was in Phoenix for like a season. Yeah. That doesn't really count. So you're talking 
Not many. So maybe the point Luongo, is we're saying like Longo's on two teams. Yeah, but one of those who's been on twice. Yeah, true. <laughs> but uh, but like two teams though. Yeah. You know, well, I'm saying like you don't go through five teams before you hit the age 30, 32, 30, 31, whatever he is. Yeah, no, and you're right. And that's the point I was trying to make is. I'm not saying he's, uh, mind you, we're not down to you. want to praise Elliot because it's the closest the Blues have come to the cup in. Mm, a long time. 20 something years. Probably. Well, 40, whenever we were in the finals. Well, but we went to the, we went to the Western Conference finals against it was Colorado. Like, it was like 15 years ago. It was like 15 years ago when it happened. So, right. so it was 20 years. You're right. Let's go so the thing is like, dude, I get it. And I have people who are like, oh, you hate Brian Elliott. I don't hate Brian Elliott. I'm fine with Brian Elliott. I think he's a good goalie. Am I ready to hitch my wagon to him full term? No. He is a tandem guy. Would I have been very happy if we had continued Elliott and Allen splitting time? 100%. But at some point, you had to give the reins to Allen. It's why you drafted him. Is it going to work out? The jury is out, and I think that jury is going to come back this season early. If 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 Allen starts to slip again, like he's done the last two years, I think he's he's done, and he's done for good here. But the fact is, let's move on. I'll, this is the only time I'm going to say this. This is a gigantic crossroad season. For the Blues. Yeah, so they got to do something. So uh, another real quick, we'll do the last thing we'll do, quick breaking news. Uh, looks like uh, Halak has four teams vying. He's going to make a decision today. Okay, and they are? Uh, didn't say, unfortunately, on the couple tweets I saw. Uh, looks like Detroit is definitely getting Bernier. Three years, $3 million. So that's definitely. So they're that. getting, where's Leonard going? Nowhere right now. Leonard's going to back up Hutton? No, he got bought out. Oh, they decide not to sign him. So I would say you have to either get Leonard or Mason. or Mason. Not bad. Those are not bad. Those aren't bad backups. And also two years, five point two five. The five point five for Mike Green Estate in Detroit. And apparently, wow. apparently Thomas Vanek looks like he is continuing talks with Detroit as well. All right. Well, look, the next twenty four hours are going to be very, very interesting. Yeah. So the Blues watch your, have to do something. The Blues, I got a feeling something's going to happen. Who knows what? Yeah. I just hope it's something that definitely upgrades the team and doesn't keep its status quo. I agree. And, and I'm, I'm afraid that you're going to see this team bring back some old players to appease the fan base and not really improve the team. I would love to see Ryan Reeves come back to this team. But in the big picture, that doesn't do much for this team. Yeah, and, and puts a couple, put, put, get you a little more in a pocketbook. Yeah. Would I like if to that, see Stancy come focal, back? Yeah. Sure. I, I would even be willing to go the five and a half on Stasny because you're still saving a little bit of money. Yep. But I don't know if that upgrades the team because we had him for most of last year. Yeah. Um, Need some wingers. The name that I keep hearing brought in, and you and I seem to have different views on this guy, is I hear that Luke Shen wants to come to St. Louis. I'm fine. Like I said, I'm fine with that. Like I just say, depending on what you have, like right now you have seven defense, six defensemen, seven, right, seven. I want, I I like him. I think he'd be a good, good third pairing guy. Agreed. And that's that's fine. I have no problem with that. You one year, one mil, fine. Two years, two mil. So like we, I know I've heard. I think Strickland said something. I've talked to people who said that I know that 
that he, I think Luke Shen would like to sign here. Yes. Like, so that's not a bad idea, in my opinion. I, If you're not sold on Jordan Schmaltz and other people want him, trade Jordan Schmaltz in. Put him in a package to go somewhere. Agreed. If you're not sold on him. He's the last guy of that first round to play in the NHL. That's telling you something. The other name that I, that I heard thrown around, <laughs> you hate him too, um, that maybe you're looking for a gig, Ian Cole. No. It's fine. I mean, you, you got to get pick up. If you, you pick up Shen and Ian Cole, you got to get rid to of me. That tells me that you're, you're moving Pareko. Yeah. You got to move. Yeah. If you move Pareko or you got to get rid of like Bowmeister or Gunnarsson, you're not getting rid of Edmondson and no. uh, Dunn. So you, no. you have a lot of left, a lot of left, left side there. If you get Cole, which he's improved compared to what he was at the blues. And I think, I think it was a mix of misuse and just not playing to your full potential. Yes. And that made me like not a big fan. And but he went. Guess what? He has two cups now, so I can't really say anything. Agreed. So, uh, all right, we'll wrap it up there. To get a hold of us on Twitter at Blues Hockey NHL, Chris is at at Hossapalooza. So if you want to get uh, us on the Facebook Blues Hockey Podcast and the, the website e- website is blueshockeypodcast dot net is dot net. Okay. And uh, what's the last thing? I had? Oh, the email us for with uh, any kind of questions, complaints, whatever uh, you want to send us. Um, Blues Hockey Podcast at Gmail. I almost said something inappropriate, but yeah. I didn't just say it held back. I don't know why. We're also that. possibly working on a new shirt. Uh, I have two people working on a new shirt. I have uh, Glass Bangers. I've sent the idea to them, so they're in the process of discussing it. And then also, if that doesn't work out, I have uh, our friend Mike. Who? And if you know us and our show and you know what last year's shirt was, it's going to be a similar theme. Yeah, a similar theme. So we're going to work with it from there and uh, – uh, both seem receptive to the idea. It's a matter of it getting done. If not, uh, we'll, we'll might have to I'd do it myself. I would say it is safe to say that the shirt is too sweet. Yeah, let's go with that. We'll wrap it up there. So let's see if anything's doing anything in the next couple of days. And we'll, we'll definitely have one more show. Yep. And then we'll probably take off until. I believe the end we'll of have summer. a special guest for that show. Yep. Sounds good. So we'll roll from there and uh, we'll leave you that teaser. Talk to you guys later.